0: I finally was experiencing God, not just like knowing that he loves me. You know, I wasn't like, a, well, I know God loves me, but I was like, oh, God that's You know, like, the, God, I, I'm loved, I'm worthy, I'm safe. Like, oh my, woo, you know, so it made such a difference that I was like, wow, like, I don't, I don't have any, I really, you know, I don't have major fears and anxiety and things like that anymore because I really believe this relationship with God, like it's everything I could want and ask for.
1: There. Welcome to Treasures and Truth with Topper. I'm excited to have you here today. I'm your host, Dr. Topper Keku. Everyone wants to feel happy, but it's easy to lose hope and feel defeated in a chaotic world that's so full of problems. Uh, this podcast is about helping you discover the hidden treasures in your trials so you can renew your confidence and live in freedom. You'll find support here if you're going through a difficult season and need encouragement. Uh, but before we get started, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review to help spread the word. Um, so now on to today's show, uh, Mrs. Gina Rokowski is a special guest. She is a Christian trauma coach and drawing on her own experience of 20 plus 20 years plus in Republic she helps abuse survivors to break through the pain and shame of sexual abuse. Um, Using the five keys of her Bridge to Breakthrough program, she leads abuse survivors on a journey to discover hope and joy through a nurturing relationship with God and themselves so they can build a peaceful, playful, and purposeful life. Gina is a wife, a mom of one grown daughter, And she's passionate about serving others and sharing the power of God's unconditional love. So please join me in welcoming Mrs. Gina Rokowski to the show today. Gina, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here.
0: Thank you for having me, Tope. I appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. So um, we'll just dive right into our topic today, which is having a relationship with God and how it can help us to overcome trauma and abuse. So I would
0: uh, like to ask you to tell us a little bit about your trauma history and how you transformed it into trial. Well, I didn't I'm, I'm, I'm a childhood sexual trauma survivor, but I didn't realize that I was until I was in my Gosh, in my early 40s, I guess Um, I struggled for many, many years as a child. I grew up and I had terrible stomach aches and I was in and out of the hospitals Um, I had when I was 14. I started having seizures. Uh, I had seizures for 20 years. I ended up in and out of psych wards. I tried to kill myself. I was addicted to drugs Um, and I was in and out of abusive relationships and i really didn't really i didn't understand why um and i finally went into an inpatient treatment in 2003 and started to get help because i was having flashbacks of this abusive relationship with an ex with my ex husband and i attributed all of my issues really to that at the time but obviously that's not the case um so i was went into recovery went back and got my master's degree and was teaching and my husband went to afghanistan and i then i started having flashbacks of being sexually abused as a child and i was um needless to say i was just like shocked and i was I mean i couldn't believe i thought well i've been in recovery for like i forget maybe it was like seven years or something and you know i'm on my way and isn't this great and i I was still really struggling with with feeling like hypervigilant and some other things um and i ended up understanding why my history was so long why i was struggling for so long was because of obviously this this trauma that really made sense that helped make sense of most of my life and most of my struggles i I know it sounds strange to say it, but there was a very weird sense of relief to find out that I wasn't crazy because my biggest fear of of my of my life for so long had been, I'm just crazy. I am being in and out of psych wars. My mother actually threatened to institutionalize me at one point if I didn't like go out and get a job. And of course, I struggled with doing that because I was constantly traumatized. I was just traumatized and I didn't know it. So it was. A, it was. A, a, it was as a sense of like relief of like oh like my whole life starting to make sense now why I've struggled and I'm not just a crazy person, um, but I went, went in my journey of recovery. I initially went kind of forward into trying to prove that I wasn't crazy. And I was worthy by, you know, going back to school and getting a master's degree and teaching and having a business on um, social emotional discipline for children and parents and education and teachers, professional development. And I was still really, really, really struggling. And um, I believe that it was because of that struggle that forced me to have to like take time off where I actually was able to have develop a closer personal relationship with God because I feel like he like took it all away. Like he was like, you're not getting the point here. You're trying to make yourself worthy and loved and not crazy by going out there and having this career and it's not working. And so I, I, I was, you know, I had to take time off because I was really, really struggling and, um, Eventually, you know, I, I hired a Christian, um, mentor who helped me to, I always had a very deep, close, personal relationship with God, but I didn't, I had kind of let that fall to the wayside and I got involved in, you know, mediums and new age stuff that is demonic. And I know that now, um, but, um, I ended up really nurturing my relationship with God and spending time with Him and doing um like soaking prayer and learning all about what that is. Um and I I, I you know and I, I finally found a really good trauma-informed therapist uh who really helped me um because cognitive behavioral therapy is not going to help trauma survivors. <laughs> um and it really helped. Um, you know, I I started and loved and peaceful. Um and And it was, you know, really a miracle that I think that I felt, you know, I finally saw myself as a fearfully, wonderfully made child of God. And I, and I felt like I wasn't crazy, you know, I was loved, I was safe, Um, and it you know, I knew I didn't have to prove myself anymore any other way because it doesn't matter what my title is or what my history is. Um, And the more that I felt that way, I I ended up praying one morning uh, and asking God, well, what do you want me to do? Because I obviously have tried teaching. I don't think that's really what you want me to do. And he said, share your story and then i spent some time one morning after i felt the holy spirit say grab your journal and i was like okay i still have the journal right here uh and he gave basically gave me the outline of my bridge to breakthroughs program wow that's a lot to unpack right
1: there um <laughs> so you so so just to kind of summarize for our audience so you were traumatized as a child but you really didn't know it until you went through some other traumas in life that kind of brought that on and you said something about you struggled with you know uh, having seizures you struggled with um self-harm sometimes um and you had a lot of struggle as a as a young person but all due to this trauma that you didn't you weren't aware of and then you got married in the process and you went through some abusing so you you felt that, oh, maybe that's what's causing all of these problems. And until your husband went to Afghanistan, and then you um, discovered that, no, that was not the source. There was more to it, instead of having flashbacks. And how how old were you when you finally realized that this was due to a childhood? I was like 45,
0: maybe 44. Uh
1: So you probably, you went for, for about 40 plus years.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just thought I was crazy. I mean, I I tried really hard to prove that I wasn't, um, you know, and I went inpatient and did therapy twice a week. And um, like I said, I, I was very dedicated. I went into AA. I, you know, I, I've been clean, you know, August 31st will be 20 years for me, um, clean and sober and recovery. Um, but I, I think that, there's a, sort of a false sense of thinking that because you're not drinking or doing drugs anymore, that like, Oh, you know, you're like healed. And it's, it's, that's just a symptom. It's just a coping mechanism to deal. And so you'll end up doing something else, which I threw myself into, I'm going to get a master's degree and I'm going to be this super successful, professional woman. And I didn't have the skills to do that. You know, I was too traumatized to do that. Because the trauma mess, messed up with your identity. Yeah
1: as a, as a child of God it messed up with you at the core and so <laughs> i guess from what what i what i can summarize from what you described is you were trying to find yourself you were trying to yes. find your way back home so our true identity is as children of God that's home for each one of us and whenever mm-hmm. anything happens trauma happens it takes us away from home and so then we do all these coping things to try to find our way back
0: right absolutely very well said i would yeah and i think that's the thing that people don't realize is that when you are chronically abused you lose your sense of identity you lose your sense of self you identify as how you're treated um and there's a big difference between being like a war veteran or having a serious car accident or a traumatizing, you know, experience and chronically growing up in a home where you're not safe, you're abused and all of that because it really impacts, it's actually called complex Chronic PTSD, and it and it does it actually. What the biggest issue is, it interferes with your sense of self and your sense of worthiness, capability. Um, so you're constantly like trying to prove you're not crazy. You know, that
1: must be that must be really that must be really tough. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. It tough and exhausting. Uh, oh I mean, yeah, I can. I mean, I can. I can understand what you said about. If this is ongoing continuously, is it even worth living? I can see someone saying that if I'm constantly struggling to find myself and to try to prove that I'm not crazy, is is this life even worth living?
0: Well, and that's why you end up trying to kill yourself. You know, that's why I ended up suicidal. And, you know, I, I really think that, you know, my mother told me years ago, if you commit suicide, you die and go to hell. Now, I don't necessarily believe that anymore, but at the time I had taken this bottle of pills and I thought, man, this is a really big risk. Like I could literally be seconds away from going to hell. Like I better call somebody <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's and backwards as that is, it was really the fear of that that made me like reach out and tell my brother, like I just swallowed like a bottle of pills. Um, so it's... Um, it's, it's just funny how that, that kind of works, but it, it it does get to a point where inside of you, you're constantly, constantly hypervigilant. You're constantly up all the time because your nervous system is stuck in this fight, flight, freeze, and it's overwhelming and exhausting. And you're like, my life isn't changing or getting better. And it's why I always say that healing from trauma is like learning to ride a bike differently. You know, you you, you if you learn how to ride the bike one way, you're like you're riding along and it's this terrible and it's bumpy and it's awful you know that's all you know but if you can learn to just get back on the bike and have new tools and new ways of riding it and like oh all of a sudden the journey is more smooth and you start seeing like beautiful trees and the flowers and you're like oh i actually can stay on it you know and you might start to fall off at first when you're learning your new skills and it might feel really scary and off balance but you know, practice and experience is what helps heal um, trauma. And why, that's why I think having a relationship with God is absolutely crucial to healing from trauma because it provides practice and experience in a safe, unconditionally loving place. I mean, you said
1: that beautifully. I like the metaphor that you use of learning to ride the bike in a new week. So that then leads me to ask the question, how has your relationship with God helped you to heal?
0: Well, I believe 100% that without my relationship with God, I would probably be dead. I would probably have just killed myself. But you know, Um I, you know, when, when I, when, like I said earlier, when everything was taken away, when God, when I, you know, I wasn't being hired anymore, I was let go, I had to move, you know, there was all these things that were like taken away. My, I had a really great therapist because I ended up moving from Florida to Delaware Um gosh, 11 years ago or something like that. Um, and at the time I was like, no, 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 I'm going to, I knew that I had to stop everything and like really focus on this healing. And, you know, there was no job to go to anymore. There was no like, um, You know, there was really like I would get up, and there was not much. There was nothing else but like trying to like heal, and I was struggling because I still didn't even have a good therapist up here. I went, oh, it was terrible. My journey of trying to find a good therapist, and finally, you know, that kind of late. You know, my only my only option left is. crazy as it says to say this you know i was thinking of this in the ocean yesterday i was down at the shore and i was like you know to say like my only option was to turn to god you know like when you think about that like god is our unconditionally loving father he loves us more than anything he gives us all the things that we need this peace the the joy the hope blah blah and to go well like all i had was god you know it's like so dumb <laughs> but it really was I, you know i turned to him because i had i i had nothing else i had didn't have the job i didn't have the business i i was like and i i i i couldn't believe how how much all those things that i had done really distracted me and took me away from having a relationship with god and it was the relationship i had with god that i know healed my seizures but as soon as i was like oh i don't have seizures anymore and i'm not crazy it was like oh back to work go get a job get a career blah blah, blah you know and god was like no and i was like no 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 i did yes you know and so i really when nothing else was there for me but, but god and and i turned to that i couldn't believe you know i, I actually had my therapist and people who were in my trauma group at the time said to me what what are you doing differently and i was like Oh, you're never gonna like. I hired this Christian mentor, and you know, I've been doing this soaking prayer. And you know what I realized? I said, you know, like everything's gonna be okay no matter what. And they were like, I mean, there's this marked change in you. And I was like, Yeah, like the soaking prayers and my time with God, like I I just I finally was experiencing God, not just like knowing that He loves me. You know, I wasn't like a well, I know God loves me, but I was like, Oh god that's you know, like the God, I'm I'm loved, I'm worthy, I'm safe. Like, oh my, woo, you know, so it made such a difference that I was like, wow, like I don't, I don't have any, I really it's you know, I don't have major fears and anxiety and things like that anymore because I really believe this relationship with God, like it's everything I could want and ask for. So yeah, so that
1: that is beautiful. Um, what you said about it, it looks, it sounds simple and it sounds foolish, right? Yes, <laughs> that, it does. That it really does. That it like... to turn but uh, to God. But really, when our back is to the wall or we're, you know, down in the pit and we look up and there's nowhere else to go, that's the only time we can actively listen. These exactly. Not alone, but we're just not, we're too busy. We're coping. We're doing all these things to distract so we don't have to be silent and be still, and to welcome that gentle uh, voice to speak into that place so we can receive the healing. Uh, think about you know, a, a, a child that's always want to play, just play, play. You say it's nap time. No, 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 I'm not I'm, not, I'm okay. I don't need to sleep. And they just run around. And then suddenly, you find
0: them sitting on the steps. <laughs> It's yeah. true. It's like, you know, it's it's That's like. what
1: that sounds. But what, yeah. I like to, what I would like to follow up with is, because what you shared right there was really profound, that you, not only did you find a Christian mentor and a Christian coach, but you found God in that process. And you said something about soaking prayer. I would love for you to share more about that. Maybe somebody listening to us is struggling like that today, and maybe that can help them.
0: Yeah, I think um, it's soaking. I I had never heard of soaking prayer. And, and it, it basically is, you know, laying down, um, you know, you lay down, you could sit, you know, whatever you want to do, but it's, you know, finding a very comfortable spot. And then there's, you know, putting on, there's actually soaking prayer music that you can listen to. Um, and it's, you know, very soothing. And it's, you know, you're worshiping God, you're, you know, a lot of the words are about like, you know, feeling God's presence, his healing, being anointed you know, and I, you do literally just like, you know, put your earbuds in or put your earphones on and lay there. You can cover yourself. Some people say you should lay and like cover your face and like open your palms and just lay there. But it's, it's basically being just kind of, I always thought of it as, as really actively receiving what God has. And I think that Often we're like reading our Bible, we're praying. I I actually said this to my business, my online business manager the other day. I said, we need to start posting more about experiencing God, not just like Bible verses, which I believe are powerful, but I'm trying to help trauma survivors move from like knowing that they're loved to experiencing that they're loved by God. And so the soaking prayer, you know, the more I did it, I, I couldn't believe, and there are times, and it's very difficult, and I'll say this because it's important. When you're a trauma survivor, it's really, really hard to be still because your body is like, I cannot stay still because the lion's coming. And the more you can orient even outside of yourself, if you go for a walk, for example, and you go, I'm going to go out and I'm going to like look at... You know, different leaves on the trees, or the different shells in the sand. I'm going to, you know, talk to God somehow. Like outside of yourself might be easier, because I don't want to anybody to assume that I that I think you can like lay down and all of a sudden you're going to be able to be still, because that can be hard. But part of why I loved soaking prayer is because you're listening to some words. You're focused. You're kind of a little focused, you know, to an extent outside yourself. But I couldn't believe the changes that I experienced in my anxiety levels from doing that, like if they just like the fear all of a sudden was like gone, you know, like all of a sudden nothing else mattered, but it's really simple practice. You can, you know, Google it or go to Amazon music or whatever and find like soaking prayer and just make a list for yourself of what you want. And just, you know, whenever I'm like, I'm have had it, I'm enough. like I'm like, going to and do my soaking prayer.
1: That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So that's one of the things that's helped you in your, in your healing journey. Any other things that that have helped you besides the soaking prayer?
0: I will. I will say that it's really important for trauma survivors to get a trauma informed therapist. And there's a lot of therapists out there that say they're trauma informed, but they're really not. Um, and 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 I think um, you know I I was on a podcast earlier today, and somebody asked me about um, recalling memories and whether or not that's helpful. I don't think so. And my therapist actually told me that there's there there's a lot of different modalities that you know everybody has their own thing. Um, but I think you have to be really, really careful in finding a a you know a therapist who who really specializes in CPTSD, not just PTSD, not just trauma, but like chronic childhood trauma um because there are things that you could do that would be really hurtful but i would you know i've worked with therapists uh who do psychodrama and the great thing about psychodrama is you actually are experiencing something different in a safe environment so you work through it and you're exhausted after and then all of a sudden it's like it's so helpful without having to cognitively think about things. So it's very, very experiential. And I would say really look for a trauma, a, a, a therapist who works with you know chronic complex PTSD, CPTSD, who does um, you know psychodrama or some something like that. Because there's a lot of therapists out there doing EMDR. And my therapist actually said to me that would be abusive for me to do with you because it's recalling memories and your body is not ready to remember. God created our bodies in a really grateful way because I think to myself, if I remembered, and if I, cause most of it, I still don't remember, um, you know, but if I was living, walking around, remembering these horrid things that happened to me, I wouldn't fun- be able to function. So it, you, you have to be sure that you're not taking something out of you that your your body and yourself are not ready to know.
1: Like re-traumatizing all
0: over you. yes it's re-traumatizing that's why like when i do groups when i do work with anybody you know, my clients we don't retell the story because that's re-traumatizing i know why you're here <laughs> i'm going to teach you how to ride the bike differently i'm not going to sit and wallow with you and how awful your bike ride has been you know what i mean like that that's that's putting them in the trauma triangle right in the victim corner yeah that's that's
1: it that's it that's a, a key word right there it's it's there's no need to be re traumatized. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, so, I know that you you have a program that you call the five keys to the breach to break through, and maybe we've talked about parts of that program as we've been talking. But I would love for you to share some, to share that program. What what does it entail, um, with our audience?
0: Sure. Well, my bridge to breakthrough program is for my group coaching, my group coaching. Um, and that includes five keys. And these are the keys I talked about earlier when I mentioned like the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, and the first key is recognize. So that's where you learn to recognize things that you don't know, you don't know that might actually help shift your perspective. And like, for example, when I learned that I'm like wounded, I'm not crazy. I'm highly wounded. All of a sudden it became easier to like relate to myself because it was like on this this self that I think I am was so awful that I was like, don't, don't tell me to relate to myself. Like that's this self is just so awful. I can't. So, you know, recognizing, you know, how the brain works, recognizing some facts about trauma and things like that. The second key is is relate. And that's where you learn to relate to God. And then you relate, you learn to relate to yourself, kind of like reparenting yourself, self-compassion, things like that. The next one is Rest and learning how to rest and this key is based on um dr sandra dalton's work the seven um the sacred rest there's seven different times of rest so learning how to rest and the next key is recover and that's where we do a lot of um you know, um, a lot of work around really specific skills to, you know, making boundaries, et cetera, et cetera, things like that. There, you know, you need to be out in the world and, and kind of know because first you have to calm yourself, feel safe. Then we're going to dive into building that new emotional toolbox. And the last one is renew. And that's basically where you kind of learn that, you know, you have these skills that you know to use and you know how to renew yourself as a child of God, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, kind of going back to the God, you know, element of what He, what he's how he's who he says you are
1: that's so you use the you use that uh,
0: five keys program with just your coaching clients Yes, that's my, that's the, that's the program um, that I use for my group coaching. If I do one-on-one coaching, it's, it's, it's always elements of that, but it's based on specifically like maybe Where, where are you? Where are you? You know, maybe you kind of have this idea of something, but you don't really have this relationship with God. So it's more, um, it's kind of more a little bit geared towards that. And my, my membership, um, has meditations, um, worksheets, devotionals, trainings, um, a whole plethora of like resources that are growing, um, for like books and other resources that you can have, but, and they're all based kind of on the keys, but I don't necessarily break them down into those keys. They're kind of part of it. Um, you know, there's like meditations on certain keys and things like that, but it's all kind of enmeshed into the one membership. So we may talk about one key one time and other, another, another.
1: Okay, so, so in the membership you'll have you have all these tools. You have a toolbox that as people join your membership, they will have act depending on what they need, it can be customized right. to to them. They can yeah. have access to whatever they need for that moment.
0: So it's not- right. There's there's like monthly devotions, monthly meditations. There's a self-paced course. There's a mini course. So there's, you know, whatever it is that they need. Um, and and then obviously the support of me coming on like once a month live so that they feel this, you know, connection to someone human. Yeah. I mean, I, I
1: think that's a much needed program um, because like you said, you didn't have the advantage of that and you had to go through 40 plus years of just hear touch and agony. And so to have a, a, a place, a safe place where people can feel seen, feel known and feel heard and validated for who they are as children of God and then supported in their healing journey. Wow. That, I think that is a, that's a great program. Um, oh, thank so you. I would thank say you. to our listeners, if you're out there um, just, you know, struggling, Maybe you experience some trauma and you're wondering what's next or you, you know, you resonate with some of the things that we've talked about today. I would highly recommend this program to you that, you know, take uh, Gina up on this offer. I know she has a freebie at the end that we'll talk about. Um, so you can sign up for that and then you can go to her website and also check out, um, the, this, her programs. Um, but definitely, um, she's been through it. So she's not just teaching you some theory she's lived it. And so she's, she's sharing knowledge that she's lived through as well as, um, up, what do you call it? State of the art tools and practical tips to help you in your journey as well. Um, so as we've gone, I mean, as we've, we've talked uh, for a little bit, I just want to ask you what, what was the, in this healing journey for you, what was the biggest challenge? what's your biggest challenge your biggest i would
0: say I, I would really say the biggest challenge for me was um discovering was believing that i was crazy for so long i lived you know most of my life desperately trying to prove that i wasn't crazy believing that i was um the fear of like going back to the psych ward or being institutionalized was just so awful. I don't even know how, you know, just to say like, because my, like I said earlier, my mother actually was like, you're not getting a job. You're just taking your pills and laying around, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, well, I didn't know, you know, so I just thought, oh yeah, I guess I'm just crazy. Um, so I think the biggest challenge I had was, was internally believing that I was just a a loser, incapable um crazy person and and that was the really that was the biggest challenge that i had that i had
1: Um, i mean you know if our listeners could see you they will see that you're a beautiful woman a beautiful child of god inside and out you radiate his glory you radiate his love and joy i mean it, it, it just comes through
0: Thank you. I, that's my hope. I, I, I I want people to see God through my light. You know, I, I, it's, I, I, I would not, I always say this is, you know, I'm the instrument, he's the, you know, conductor, (laughs) you know, so I, 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 this is everything that I have is because of him. And I, I really, and I, I, I'm so passionate about this because I see so much stuff out there, Tape, that's new age, that is offers the relief or whatever it is. But the next thing you know, it's not, it's it's, it's demonic. And you're reaching. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So some of those, some of, I mean, all of those things don't last. They give a temporary. Yes. Um, yes. But we know that the, the, final, the best release comes from that relationship with God. You know, when yes. he touches and he brings touches the and healing, just like you, exactly. you are a testament of that healing, of that process. Um, so when, when someone receives that healing from him, there's no turning back. Uh, and, and we're not saying that it's a, it's a magic pill that you swallow oh, today you. and tomorrow you're, you're perfect. What we're saying thank. is the a journey. Uh, just like yeah. just like Gina mentioned earlier, you get on that bike, you know how to ride it, and it's awkward, and you're falling off of it, and we're constantly wondering, what in the world's wrong? Why can't I get it? This is just a simple bike. Why can't I ride this bike? But now, now that God is in the picture, he helps you to take that same bike, retool it, make it not so crooked, so you can ride it, get on it day by day, step by step, in sync with him. And he leads you out of that. So it's a process. It's a journey. So don't hear us saying, "Snap your finger and you're, you're, you are mm-hmm. you got it. No, it's a journey to heal. It's a
0: journey. It's a lifelong journey. Oh, um, well, absolutely. And, and I think too, it's important topic for the people know that when I talk about a relationship with God, it's a relationship. And I mean that by like, when I think about the relationship with my husband, and this is something that helped me with my relationship with God, it's it's a relationship. So, Do I get mad at him? Yeah. Do I tell him? Yes. Do I pout sometimes? Yeah. Am I frustrated and angry with him? You know, definitely. There's, it's not a like, I'm trying to really help people have a relationship with God because it's just like other relationships. You know, there are times when I play in the ocean. I love to play in the ocean and I will literally be like, okay, God, like, let's ride the waves together. You know, I win, you know, like, you know, like I know that sounds really goofy, but it, it helps me feel like He's present with me and He's my dad, He's my brother, you know. But I think it's important for people to understand. God does not expect you to come with these like folded hands and kneeling down and constantly, you know, like Jesus even said to God, you know, to his father, why you abandoned me? Like I'm dripping sweat, blood. I'm so afraid. You know, he didn't go, it's okay. Everything's going to be great. I'm going to rise in three days. You know, like it's, it's, it's important. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like people have to know, like God can take it. Like tell him, what are you doing, man? You know, like, it's okay.
1: Yes, I, I, I definitely get, get you. I get what you're saying. And the way I explain that to people is, you know, take a look at the songs. David is yeah. real and raw. I mean, he would tell him, what happened here? I thought you <laughs> were with me. You abandoned me. I mean, read some of the songs, and you find the real, raw That's, emotion. Yeah. That's how God wants us to come with him. Authentic vulnerable, open, transparent. Leave the fig leaves behind. And just, he can take it, all of it. He can take it. And so that's what we're sharing with you today, that, you know, God can take it. Come to him just as you are, with open hands and allow him to meet you right where you're at and begin that journey with you. So Gina, this has been really fun uh, to talk to you. (laughs) Um, And I know that you have, I know I mentioned it, but I would like for you to tell our audience again about the programs that you have and the freebie that you have for them and how they can get it.
0: Yeah, I have a free meditation series. It's a five-day meditation series on building a relationship with God. Uh, and I'm, I believe I sent you the links to that. So you will put that in the right. And I also have my membership coming up that's, that is launching August 24th. Next, I guess that's next week already. (laughs) Um, so I'm super excited about that. And that is a membership that is, you know, a sacred space. For, you know, creating a family of women who, who understand each other, who don't have to defend or explain themselves with the resources that they need. Like I said, the meditations, the worksheets, the devotionals, um, the, um, tools, the self paced course, the, on the guest experts, uh, lives with me that are going to help you learn to ride that bike a little differently in a safe uh, sacred space with others who understand so that link i believe i sent um should be in the um you know the text here
1: below. i'll I'll add that to the show notes Well, thank you so again she's got that free meditation series and a membership site and all of that will be in the show notes so as we round up uh gina uh do you have uh, if, uh one or two practical tips for our listeners who may be struggling to overcome trauma right now uh, that you can encourage them with.
0: yeah i would i would i would one thing i one tip i would say for sure is don't stop blaming yourself and 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 i would absolutely say no no from my personal experience that my mindset and thinking positively is not going to heal your trauma. So don't blame yourself because you're not thinking positively or you're not doing mindfulness or your mindset's wrong. Like, please, if anybody tells you anything like that, that you just stop it No, Okay. And the next thing I would say is, you know, really get a good trauma informed um, therapist who knows what complex PTSD is. Um, who can help you become present in your body because trauma is stored in the body. So I would say, you know, learning to be present in your body. And if that's difficult, learning to be present, just look at the outside world. What are five things I hear when I get upset? Three things I can, you know, four things that I can um, just smell, you know, taste, touch, you know, go down the line of that. That will really help you stay present because when you're feeling traumatized, your body's hijacked to whatever year the trauma took place and whatever that time. So you want to just do what you can to stay present.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so so to summarize that, your tip for them is to not blame themselves. That positive thing, oh, I wanna again positive, forget about that. Um stay present and if you can't be if you if you can't be present, go in nature and just you know, do the five senses and just try to connect with yourself as much as possible, um, without putting pressure on yourself. Right. And, well, thank you, Gina, for, um, for thank coming you for having to me today. Thank you. Um, so thank you for sharing your story. And, friend, I would uh, I would like to thank you as well for being here on Treasures and Truth with Topway. I hope Gina's story of overcoming the shame of abuse and finding joy and hope in God inspires you to tap into your own treasures in your trials. Um, again, remember to sign up for Gina's Remeditation Series and also uh, join her membership site. I'll have all of this for you in the show notes at and um, So again, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review to help spread the word about uh, this podcast. Thank you. And remember, God has answers. Whether you have a relationship issue at home or at work or any other crisis or challenges, God has answers. God bless you. Until next time, take care.